Hello, everybody. Welcome. We're very glad to have you. Um, welcome to the uh, Step 6 and 7 workshop. We are changing our attitudes is the title of this workshop. My name is Kathleen, and I am a compulsive overeater. Hi, Hi, I'm your moderator for the meeting. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Okay. Uh, Before we get started, we ask that all cell phones and other electronic equipment be turned off. Even if you think it's off, please make sure. The session is being taped. All participants are required to sign the release form. So, and I'll tell you more about this when we get to the Ask It Basket. To protect our anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual recording is allowed. The opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. Please remember, OA members affiliated with related facilities or other 12-step programs are requested to speak on their recovery in the OA program only. An Ask It Basket will be circulated for the question and answer portion of the meeting. So if you would fill out, a, uh, if you have a question or you, you would like uh, the speakers to talk on a subject that comes up, just fill it out and put it back in the basket. Uh, if there are any press in the room, please respect our anonymity by not taking any pictures, using a video camera, or using our full names. So... Uh, Now, before we get into the panel, I've also been asked to uh, tell you that the silent auction and boutique are ongoing upstairs in the Scalini room. So if you'd like to take advantage of those at some point during the whole convention. Um, This is a workshop panel of three people. The format of the session is as follows. Three speakers will share for 20 minutes each, followed by questions and answers. An Ask It basket will be passed around. Please place your question in the box for our panelists. The topic for the session is changing our attitudes, steps six and seven. And I'm going to tell you our three speakers are are Kate, Mantra, and Mary Lou. So our first speaker is Kate. Hello. This is a little nervy. I'm Kate, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Are there any other compulsive overeaters here besides myself? Whoa, welcome. Good. Step six and seven. We're going to be talking about character defects, or I am, which is also slightly a nervy prospect. Before we go into it, I will offer you some of my character defects. But I've learned if I'm going to do four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine, I need to stop and be able to own some of the things I love about myself. And so I'll tell you right off the bat, how's this for ego? I'm smart, I'm funny, and I love you. Okay? Please put your hand on your heart for just a moment and think about something you adore about yourself. Okay? Because this stuff's hard. Thank you. Why do we do the steps? Why do we do something that's this hard to take our character defects into six, seven, eight, and nine? Because we want to be happy, joyous, and free because we want to continue being abstinent. 
I had just become abstinent when I started working the steps. I would not be abstinent now if I did not continue working the steps. I want freedom from my character defects because that's the right thing to do? No. Because my character defects have caused me great pain and they have caused other people great pain. If I do not own and address my character defects, I will start compulsively eating again. And before I do that, I'll get pretty nasty. I don't want to do either. And I don't want to lose my relationship with my higher power. My first sponsor told me that a character defect was anything that stood between me and my higher power. And I don't have one of those mean higher powers. I have a really cool higher power. I don't want to be separated from HP. When I came into program, which was 26 years ago, I was 33. I was very angry. The world was not turning the way I wanted it to turn. I had been a compulsive eater, though I did not know that phrase and would not have owned it before coming in, as long as I could remember. I obsessed about food. I obsessed about how I looked. And nobody in my life was doing what I wanted them to do. Nobody. I had fast food joints picked out. If I was mad at so-and-so, I went there to get food. And I ate it by myself, and didn't that show them? Crazy, right? No, maybe. You don't understand that, right? Okay, okay. I had dieted, and I had binged. Up until that point, again, I was 33, I was either binging or I was dieting. And the diets only were effective every few years, which meant every night I went to sleep knowing I would not overeat the next day. And I had celebrated by having my last supper. Okay? I got up early. I'm an early riser. So by the time 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'd already cleaned out the refrigerator. It was done. So again and again and again and again, and if I actually got on a diet and I stayed on it, I made it an extreme diet, I finished fast, and the day I ended the diet, I started binging because I knew it wouldn't be a problem this time, right? It would just be a short binge. Didn't happen. What happened? I couldn't stand me anymore. And I knew that the 12 steps had worked for people in other situations. So if it would work for them, maybe it would work for me. I came into program in Texas. I went to a meeting. I didn't like anybody there. None of them were doing it well enough. Okay, I'm not abstinent, nothing, but nobody's doing it. Grab the books, go home. I'm going to do it by myself. Luckily, I came back because the book said I was going to need other people. I was going to need a sponsor. That's the other first point I want to make before we go into six and seven. If you're doing six and seven, I hope you've done one through four. And if you've done one through four... I hope you've done it with one of the fabulous sponsors, which is really anybody you ask, okay? Because this was never meant to be done alone. Our disease is what makes us isolated, not a higher calling. So we, my, when I talk about my program, what keeps coming up for me are sponsors and a higher power. Those are really connected. In 26 years, I've had a long line of wonderful sponsors. Sometimes someone moved away, or I moved away, or we had different needs. But I've always had someone I could go to and say, I feel crazy. I want to overeat. Or just, I need to reach out. And I've also had sponsees from the first year I was in program. Totally recommend being a sponsor. It's fantastic.
So step four, and I know we're on six and seven. Step four, we've made a complete and searching moral inventory of ourselves. We sat down and we wrote out everything we did that we know that was wrong. Step five, we shared that with God, another human being, and ourselves. Now, when I've done step fives, I'm left with a list of character defects. And I call them character defects because I've got to tell you, they're not enhancements to my life. The phrase character defects does not frighten me. Right now, I'm holding a handful of them. I did my first run through the steps the first year I came in. This year, I've been working on a special issue in a relationship. And now I'm, I'm towards the end of a step five with a sponsor. So I've got a handful of character defects here. What do I do with them? Well, step six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Well, that's got to be easy, right? We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Well, let me read you the list of my current. I am self-centered, judgmental, dishonest, manipulative, fearful, prideful, and self-loathing. Want to be my friend? Here's where people sometimes leave, and it was the main reason I wanted to do be here and listen to them over six and seven. A lot of people look at four or look at five, and it's just too scary, and they go out the doors. But I've known a number of people who get done with five, and they go away, or they just don't continue with the steps. And there are a couple reasons of that. First of all, you just heard my handful. That's pretty scary stuff to own about myself. So does that mean I flush myself now? No. I could also get to the end of five and not have come up with a list of character defects. Maybe I didn't do a five with a sponsor who helped me make the list. Or maybe I think I'm the only one I've harmed. Not a good place to be. If you have come to that place, please go back, sit down with a different sponsor, and make a list, because there's simply no human being on the planet who has not caused harm. And I say this from the perspective of somebody who was not just abused, but tortured as a child and molested. So if I want to carry being a victim forward, I can, but I don't. We need that list. Why? Because in our hearts, we know it's there already. Not only do we know it's there, but if we haven't done a complete four and five, we think it's worse than it is. When I told you I'm dishonest and manipulative, I don't steal. I don't try to get small children to do the wrong thing. But I'm a people pleaser. Somebody who's a people pleaser who doesn't tell the truth. I'm being dishonest. I'm being manipulative. If I I don't say no when I mean no, those are those two character defects. The other reasons people sometimes don't complete the steps with six and seven is they think they can do it themselves. Well, I know my character defects now. I'll just fix it. I'll roto-rooter my soul. Really? Well, I want to do that because I want to do everything by myself. But that's a terrible place to put myself in because how the heck do I stop doing these things that are causing me trouble and causing me trouble with other people? It's not fair to myself to try to do this by myself. So we assume now we're at six and seven. And we've got, notice this great big handful of character defects. 
the last time I did six, and not the last time, but the first time I did six and seven many years ago, I don't remember doing six and seven because I was so ready to do it. My sponsor and I, I, you know, I shared five with her. I was embarrassed as hell. She identified with everything I said. And then boom, boom, we did six and seven. Seven being humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. But this time, this time is different. This time, I'm really appalled that I've hurt other people. When I looked at the relationship with a family member, I could see where I'd been hurtful. And I took that and looked at my work, places I've been judgmental in my work, and I really feel badly that I've done this. Wow, how's that for progress? I really feel badly. It's not justifying. I really feel badly. That's not a bad place to be. That's a good place to be. I want to change. I want to change my attitude. I want to change the way I am with others. This comes, by the way, from self-love. I couldn't care about you if I didn't care a great deal about me. One of the reasons it can be difficult to become entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character is that I don't know who I'm going to be without those defects. I don't know how I may function at work if if I'm not busy cracking a whip. Hmm. I don't know how I may be with others if I'm not busy guarding my ego with my pride. Wow. That's pretty cool. And it requires that I step back to step two. Who's my higher power? Who's interested in taking control and showing me a better way? HP. Trust. I need trust to work. Step six. Entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Has God become something other than that wonderful one found in two and welcomed in four and five? Because if my higher power is going to remove these defects of character, my higher power is going to do it in creative, loving, and wonderful ways. One of the things I do and I suggest with people I sponsor is they keep a daily list after six and seven and notice the changes. Keep a running inventory. What's different now? Because things will change. They will change in a big way. And the last thing I want is to think that it's happenstance, that it's luck, that it's changed. How am I doing for time? Thank you. I want to read to you out of step six now. We're entirely ready. And this is the AA 12 and 12. I love both the OA and the AA 12 and 12. I happen to have come in when we were using this. This is a step that separates the men from the boys. I skip down to any person capable of enough willingness and honesty to try repeatedly step six on all his faults without any reservations whatever has indeed come a long way spiritually. What is this about try repeatedly? Oh, darn. So it won't be this. Marcy and Suzanne, my friends, just just handed me this, and they didn't know I was going to refer to the God wand. It would be nice if we did six and seven, and the God wand goes, and those character defects are gone. doesn't happen very often, at least in my experience. So I have to be willing to take step six with me, that handful, that awareness of my character defects, as I go into the same situations that I found problems in before. Because that's where I'm going to meet HP. 
why do we do this? Why do we do six and seven? Why have we gone through all this trouble to get all this list of character defects and now we're going to take it to HP? When men and women pour so much alcohol or food into themselves that they destroy their lives, they commit a most unnatural act. Defying their instinctive desire for self-preservation, they seem bent upon self-destruction. They work against their own deepest instinct. As they are humbled by the terrific beating administered by alcohol or food, the grace of God can enter them and expel their obsession. Since most of us are born with an abundance of natural desires, it isn't strange that we often let these far exceed their intended purpose. It's really wonderful that we can keep in mind that every one of our defects of characters are simply natural instincts run amok. Little children run around, they fall down, they scrape their knees, they get back up again. That's what we're doing. We got going too fast. We made mistakes, we fall down, and everybody else in program helps us get back up again. If we ask, God will certainly forgive our derelictions, but in no case does he render us completely pure of these and keep us that way without our cooperation. We have to take action. Many will at once ask, how can we accept the entire implication of step six? If we were to ask to have all of our character defects removed, aren't we asking for perfection? This sounds like a hard question, but practically speaking, it isn't. Only step one, where we made the 100% admission we were powerless over alcohol or food, can be practiced with absolute perfection. The remaining 11 steps state perfect ideals, They are goals toward which we look and the measuring sticks by which we estimate our progress. That's all. Making a beginning is all we have to do. I want to take a quick look at the beginning of seven. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Humbly. What is humility? And this is a definition someone in program gave me. It's not taking responsibility for God's creation. Wow. I'm not supposed to be able to roto-rooter myself. I'm not supposed to be perfect. I'm told that I'm like every other schmuck on the planet and I'm supposed to make mistakes. Wow. That's still a revolutionary idea to me. How is that possible? I know how it's possible to make mistakes, because I do it. How is it possible to affect this change? By using my knees. I ask my higher power for help. Six and seven are all about how do I humble myself in a healthy way, and I find that my knees on the floor make a difference. Now, I did not come up from a religious tradition that kneels. In fact, we were very anti-kneeling. But I accept that every religious tradition in the world asks that I take responsibility for myself and my errors with the help of whatever a higher power is. And I'm willing to do that. Getting on my knees just reminds me who I am. And it reminds me that I have help. I like both of those things very much. I'm going to trust that the other two speakers may hit seven a little harder than I do. I wanted to share with you that this works. 
And I don't know how to do this except telling you what was before and what was after. When I came into program, I was a homemaker at home with a small child. I had no interests outside the home. I had no friends. I had done some work before I'd had my child, but that was my life, was being in the house and eating. I was so envious of everyone in the neighborhood who could get along with each other. I couldn't. 